You are listening to Growth The Hell Up Podcast, the only podcast that teaches you how to think differently, live differently, and bounce forward where you create a life better than you've ever imagined. Hey, 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 y'all, you know, I'm coming back with another episode, making sure that we're highlighting mental health month, which is this month. Now, I already talk about things that go on the spectrum of mental health, because listen, whenever you're trying to overcome any challenge in your life, something that happened, and you're just kind of stuck there, but you want to move on, it's definitely affecting your mental health. We're going to get into talking about something that can affect your mental health and also affect your body. So think about this. We're talking about grief brain. What? Coach Monet, what in the world is grief brain? So for us that have experienced grief, there are times when we just feel like we can't do what we plan to do that day. And it could be at the very beginning of when you lost someone or you're experienced the grief, the loss of something, you know, that can be anything. It just, it doesn't just have to be a person. So maybe you're at the beginning of that. It could be the ending of a relationship. Like it's lost. It's gone. It's no longer a part of your life. It could be relocation. I've talked about that before. It could be the loss of a pet. It could just be an identity shift. And you're just like, oh, now that I've lost all of this weight, um, I don't know how to identify where I am now. And so you can grieve your old body, right? So there's all these different ways that grief comes up. Um, but I just want to talk to you about what happens with grief brain. And you find yourself sometimes getting lost while driving to very familiar places and wondering, oh my gosh, how did I get here? Or, or you might forget appointments or scheduled activities or even people's names. You can sometimes like misplace your cell phone or your wallet, your glasses and keys way more often than you normally do. And then only to find them in places that doesn't really make sense for you. Maybe it's in the refrigerator. Maybe you found something in the garage where it's normally in your bedroom. Yeah, that's kind of a grief brain thing coming up. And then sometimes it's just your judgment is clouded when you're just making routine decisions, things that you're used to making a decision on every day. Maybe a child asking, mom, what am I going to eat? And you're like, um, um, And you're used to coming up with the idea for your child of what they're going to eat that day. That's one of an opera. These are different symptoms of grief brain. Here's the thing. It's not so wary. Okay. This is a natural part of grief. It's a natural part. Our brain is just uh, overloaded with thoughts of grief or sadness or loneliness or any other feeling that you're having right at that moment. Think about it like this. Grief brain, it affects your memory. It affects your cognition, the understanding of things to do, and it affects your concentration. And so your brain is so focused on the feelings, right? The feelings could be really heightened at this time. And so the symptoms of grief leaves a little room for you to do your everyday task. So I say, be gentle with yourself. Extend yourself some grace. You know, this is something that you was not taught to do, to grieve, and that's okay. So you get a chance to just say, hey, this is new to me. 
I'm, I, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to um, having these heightened feelings and what to do with it. Like it isn't practice. It's not like when you go to a destination every day and your brain just remembers it. So this is a moment where you actually get to pay attention to yourself, right? And you get to say, hey, I don't know how to do this. This is new to me, right? This is, a, this is new to me. And different deaths, right? Or different types of grief or different situations may cause it to show up differently. Because everyone grieves differently, different. And every situation that grief can show up can also operate differently as well. So you just get a chance to be gentle with yourself and just remind yourself that this isn't something that you're used to experiencing on the regular. And now you can actually do something to help yourself move forward there. So when these things are happening, you can say, oh, Coach Manet talked about the grief brain. That's what this is. And then sometimes there's things that you can do when that happened, when the grief, when the grief brain uh, sets in, right? And it'll help you. But keep in mind that there's sometimes when you are overwhelmed that you have to really come down from it and be okay if you can't move forward at that time, right? But you want to have something in your arsenal. I like to say I have my secret weapon for my brain. I have my secret weapon for my brain when it's deciding to do things like forget stuff and uh, and grief, having a grief brain, brain moments. I have something in my arsenal for you, grief brain. And here it comes. That's what, I mean, that's, you guys don't have to make that noise, but, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but in the, in the words of GI Joe, knowing is half the battle. So now, you know, oh my gosh, I can actually put a term to what's going on with me at this moment. I'm experiencing grief brain. Now, does that give you an excuse to like go around and <laughs> not go do the things that you need to do? You just get to be gentle with yourself and maybe you're not planning as much stuff right now and being okay that you may take a longer time to make a decision, right? But it's not, it's not giving you permission to just go wild out. And you know what wild out mean for you. Everybody has something different that they could do. So here's an idea of one of the things I keep in my back pocket, in my arsenal, my secret weapon is you can write down, get your notepad or a post-it note or a postcard. Well, why did I say post-it? Index card, an index card, whatever it is. I personal like, personally like to put things in my phone. So I have it there and I write it down. So I write it down first and then I put it in my phone stacker. But I'd like to have something that I can carry along with me as well. But here you go. This is the task. You make a list of the things that bring you joy. You know, I love saying and always encouraging you to find your joy, right? So you make a list of things that bring you joy or, you know, that's been known in the past to make you feel just a little bit better, right? Not the stuff that's like way sky high, you know, just the tiniest of tasks. It can be anything really big or small. You just want to be able to see how can, can I actually do this thing? So if it's something super big that maybe you don't have access to because you got to plan it, maybe it doesn't go on this list. But if it's something that maybe that you can get to or something that you can grab hold of, right? Even if it's the memory of it, like if there's a trip that you took and you just like 
can't forget that trip because it was super amazing. Like that brings you joy. And every time you think about it, you get lifted just a bit, then you can put that on a list. But if it's like to go fly somewhere and you can't go just do that, some of us may, but if that's not you, I would say maybe not for this list. The memory of it could be good. So you want to keep it simple. Because you want to be able to recall these easily whenever grief bearing is setting in and it's causing you to just kind of stop in your tracks and not be able to get things done. So you can do things like um, singing in a shower. I mean, I don't know if you guys do it, but that's one of mine. Or taking a bath. Right? It could be walking outside. It could be, uh, what else do people like to do? Um, It could be reading a book, Right? What is it that brings you joy? What is something that really um, makes you feel just a little bit better? Is it listening to music? Like whatever, if that, is that cooking? I know some people, they love to bake. Like when they're feeling, they just go bake something or cleaning. Oh my gosh, I know people that cleaning really gets them out of their mind. Like that's what you do. Just this list should be simple. You don't want nothing too complex because you want to be able to recall it when grief brain set in. And maybe you don't have your list. Maybe you don't have your list. You're driving and you're like, how do I get here? But you need to, you want to bring yourself back to joy and slow down that brain from all of the feelings that's going on and where it kind of disappears for a second, that concentration level. And then you want to bring it back to the front and the surface. And you're like, ooh, yes. I can do this. All right. Now I'm, now I'm back. Now there's some focus, right? So you get to control that portion. Listen, if you're trying to go through this exercise and you want to get to this, this part when you're experiencing grief brain and you just can't get there, it's okay. As long as you're safe, right? It is okay. As long as you're in a safe space. And then when you can get to your list or when you can get to the point where it's working for you, then that's the good thing for you as well. Try not to make it a big deal if you can't get there. I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you permission to know that it is okay. I hope you enjoyed this definition of grief brain, right? I don't know if you heard that, but that's a little something. That list is something that you can have as your secret weapon whenever grief brain show up. And you can use this for other occasions. When your mood is down, that list doesn't matter. You can schedule moments in your day to bring yourself up. I definitely do that. I have a dance break that I take throughout the day because that makes me feel amazing. It breaks up the monotony of what I'm doing anyway. And I like get a little exercise in it too. So it is a win, win, win. So you can find something that's a win, win, win for you as well. I'm going to tell you again, it's not always easy. But having it outlined, having the fact that you wrote it down, you got it out of your mind, you wrote it down, it definitely helps. I really hope that you got something out of this grief brain exercise. Go do it. If you did it and you're like, oh my gosh, Coach Renee, that was really amazing. It helped me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at Monet Marcia. Or you can go ahead and leave me a message in Facebook. I'm at Life Coach Monet. Or again, if you're looking for my personal one, it's at Monet Marcia. So go ahead, do all those things until next week, where we're going to talk a little bit more about this mental health thing. I'll see you then. <laughs>